It puts yeah. you in ketosis, which is actually what I was in when I was diagnosed with diabetes and almost died. Okay, work. She was yeah. like, okay, now it's my turn. But I was skinny. I lost, what, 45 pounds in two weeks? <laughs> is that real? Yeah. Becca, that's like a crazy experience you went through. Like how people describe <laughs> ayahuasca, like that's what I imagine you going through. Like, it was ayahuasca prolonged over it was many, like many weeks. You went through ayahuasca, <laughs> but just like didn't hallucinate. Like your nightmare was like real. <laughs> Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi. Hi. We're Quinn. We're Quinn. And, and we're Becca. We're Becca. And welcome to Manda Pixie Jumpscare, a podcast where Becca and I talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and, and love, love for, for each, each other. other. Okay. Well, welcome back to. <laughs> us yeah for sure we are here again oh my god buddy <laughs> he wants to be on the podcast recording hi king <gasps> oh my god wait bring him up bring him up wait buddy do you want to come up up do you want to come up ah <gasps> oh, can you guys see him oh, oh, boo, 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 boo. hi oh my god. do you have something to say to the people so cute he did not like the microphone, guys. Okay, okay, Update. fair enough. Update. Okay, he's kind of a recluse. Do you want to learn? Oh my god, buddy's a full recluse. He has. <laughs> Shout out to everybody with social anxiety. Because... <laughs> Penny... I kind of feel bad for you. Yeah, yeah. No, the thing about Buddy is he's like the sweetest little dog ever, but um, he's like. He's just always been like socially anxious and he like growls and barks at yeah, people. Yeah. Um, but he's literally the nicest dog I've ever yeah. had. He just um, scared. Yeah, he just scared. <laughs> he just nervous. <laughs> That's kind of how Miss Honey is. She can't be picked up. It's uh, one of those. One of those. Sometimes little dogs don't like that. I know, but it's so like I just want to grab them. No, when people. In me. When people pick up like big dogs, like when people like people pick up dogs like buddy size, and I'm like, they are not dogs to be picked up. <laughs> it's not their vibe. I know. It's not like, the why vibe. Would you pick, why would you pick that up? Like, if you want a dog, Back you can pick up, up, get a little Chihuahua or something. But like, exactly, I would exactly. never pick my boy Buddy up. Like, he's he's sovereign. Mm-hmm. Good for um. Him. But anyway. Yeah. Well, we're back again. And mm-hmm. it has been a week since we talked. I will admit that. Yeah. And Quinn, I'm dying to know what has gone on with you since we last spoke. Well, Becca, it happened. I have to say it happened. I saw the cinematic event of the year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw the, what's what's its name? Something something android. Megan. M3 Gin. Yeah, <laughs> it like stands for something though that Allison Williams explained so eloquently. Um, yeah. But yeah, I saw Megan and I was a little nervous going into it. Not after the movie came out, but like before the movie came out, because like when the trailer came out, everybody was like, okay, this is an instant classic. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like this movie's marketing campaign has been really interesting because I feel like it was like really good, but almost like too aggressive 
at some points because I felt like public perception start to shift against the movie at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, Mm. I kind of felt like people were kind of saying it was, like, annoying. Or maybe this is only my algorithm, but, like, Mm. yeah. So I was a little little concerned. But then I think the movie being really fucking good, like, redeemed if anybody was annoyed at the marketing. Absolutely. No, yeah. Um, The moment where... She starts dancing in the hallway and uh-huh. does a little kick with her back leg and then spoiler takes out a machete machete sword. Uh-huh. <laughs> sword. Um also must, I like how it was fully a, a machete and not like what it was supposed to be, which was like a paper cutter. <laughs> Love that, honestly. No, I think yeah, um so slayful and okay. Bloomhouse, like I think he unfortunately just knows how to do it uh he just does no the movie was the movie was so smart it was like high camp at its finest like Mm -hmm. just something that is completely in on the joke and knows it's stupid and is just executing it at the highest like degree but also finds a way to be like kind of poignant at the same time and like say something important because like Mm-hmm. this movie did genuinely have a lot of like good places to jump off for like conversation around like our relationship to technology the way in which our yeah. technology is advancing ai in mm-hmm. general absolutely and like but it's wrapped up in this like laugh out loud funny movie that's like ridiculous that's, <laughs> like that's that is market is a horror movie but is kind of just like and it is a horror movie but not in the way that like it's billed i feel like right because like it's closer i feel like it was being marketed closer to like a classic kind of like slasher film mm-hmm. or like something like chucky because like, like obviously the the closest comparison yeah. is like chucky but it was more like the work of like Jordan Peele or mm-hmm. something like Happy Death Day, like that, yeah. whatever company yeah. makes that movie and like Freaky, where it's more like, it's more like, oh, this is kind of light. It's a little bit more lighthearted and less scary. Yeah. But like the ideas it's... behind it are much more scary than like just a slasher in the woods. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, like by the, the way- I- the idea of Megan is like the idea of something like Megan happening is more scary than like somebody like Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like Michael Myers is ultimately like if you watch a Halloween movie, it's probably gonna be scarier than Megan was. Um could be, could be. Mm-hmm. Dep- yeah. Did you watch the latest Chucky? No. With Aubrey Plaza as the mother? Aubrey Plaza was in the Chucky. She's in the Chucky cinematic universe, the CCU. <laughs> so it's true. It's true. Oh my and God. The last Chucky. I mean, I watched it because of Aubrey Plaza. Uh-huh. And in The Last Chucky, the Chucky is a robot little thing. Um. Not as advanced by any means as Megan is. Uh-huh. Um, But I thought it was interesting that, like, yeah, this like idea that has been consistent and ho- like a haunted doll mm-hmm. has been so like in the oldest little horror stories that 27 year olds on their deathbeds were writing. 
mm-hmm. as they had the the whooping cough and were about to pass from it. <laughs> Hoop, whoop, whoopla. Pertussis. And so, exactly. Now, honestly, um, yeah. when she started singing Titanium, I had to grab Lauren's wrist and like shake it. Why that song? Screaming. I was screaming. <laughs> no, and I'm sad it was spoiled for me because it was something I saw before the movie even came out. Oh, I'm so um, glad I didn't see that. And so I was expecting it. One second. My in studio audience needs to leave. I-, I respect that. Okay. Anyway. Oh, um boy. But yeah. I ultimately I ultimately thought the villain of Megan was really the aunt, though. So we don't talk enough about how she's going to be charged for those murders. Oh, yeah. That was another thing. I was like, why aren't we getting, like, the manslaughter, like... Yeah, charge is cleared right now. The way she got four, like, manslaughter charges hanging over her head. Yeah. Like, it's definitely not good for her. She was the cause of it. Oh, yeah, literally. Oh, yeah. Um... And she's also a very negligent, like, guardian. Yeah, she sucks. <laughs> she sucks um, hard. That was my friend Tony's thing. It was, like, it was kind of a sudden, like, shift for her character, which I ultimately agreed with. But I also did. It was nice because the character was, like, like I didn't find the character unlikable. The mommy? Well, the auntie. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, she was fine. Yeah, but Megan's new classic. I can't wait for it to span a 10 movie franchise. So excited, actually. I cannot wait for Megan to come back in the little, um, what are they called? Estes or whatever the Alexa thing was that they had in the movie that like lit up at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, my God. Literally. I said, so they knew they had a classic on their hands. <laughs> they knew they had to set themselves up. And also the true, fact that true. the Penny Nickel Dime girl is the voice of Megan. It's just. Wait, what? Have you ever seen the Penny Nickel Dime video? Yeah. That girl, the blonde girl, is the voice of Megan in Megan. <laughs> that was like the first you... thing I saw about the movie. Are you Jenna literally Davis. lying? No, I wish I was. Actually, I don't, because this is one of the funniest things about the planet Earth right now. I'm so happy. (laughs) She got hers. (laughs) She got hers. You can get yours. No, literally. (laughs) Now we need to find where her friend is, who she did Penny Nickel Dime with. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Obsessed, actually, with that. (laughs) No, yeah. (laughs) Wow. No, and once you understand it, you can't, like, unhear it in her voice. Um, <laughs> wow. Bam. Also, something Becca and I were talking about before, but we decided to say for you guys. Yeah. Because we haven't received any feedback about how you guys respond to when we talk about this on air. But Becca and I like to talk about it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, We're just going to assume it's positive. The new Below deck for this week has aired. <clears throat> Becca, high level thoughts. What's go- what do you think is? How do you think Saint David is going? Okay, I think you're right that Fraser is not that great of a chief stew. Yeah, yet, yet potential, but he kind of is avoidant. Uh huh. In his management style, mm-hmm. which I think is an issue. 
especially compared to Captain Sandy, who is so yeah. Oh, that's a really like, good point. Ready to solve problems and like do it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to av- anything avoided, and I think mm-hmm. that's why they butt heads in this most recent episode. Lesbian versus gay man. Like, let's. It's a classic, a classic another classic literary dichotomy. classic in in <laughs> all horror cla- pieces. Yes, <laughs> that's the crux of it. But also, and I've I said this before. I'll say it again. I like Camille as a person. I don't think she is that. I don't think she's a very good worker. Uh-huh. I hate Alyssa as a person. Mm. I find her so annoying. I was a little bit more endeared to Alyssa last episode. Do you know what? Honestly, I was kind of hoping. What? I was kind of hoping what Sandy said about both of them getting fired would have come true. Like, I wish they would have blown I up at each other again. Because I was like, oh, this would actually be the perfect resolution of this conflict. And that's why they're both so unlikable. To see them but... both go. <laughs> yeah. It's not ultimately um, going to be what happens. I know. It makes me sad. Which kind also, of. like, they could not fire two stews at the same time. That would have been so difficult. Because I've always yeah. gotten the sense that stews were harder to find than deckhands. I think that's true. Because you could have worked on any boat and sort of, like, figure out how to do the ropes on this one. Yes. But, like, you have to be so good to be... A stew. Yeah, like just like turn, so just like it. turn down, like yeah. something like like that's like technical skills or like laundry or like yeah, like that's technical skills you can't like, you know, but you're because you like it. the first six, I don't think it was till season six that a stew left. Really? And she wasn't even fired. I'm pretty sure Caroline was the first stew to like. Did Caroline get fired? Or did she quit? I thought Rocky got fired. No, Rocky Rocky kept her job. Oh my dear God, how? <laughs> they Love said we got her. a good character. Do you remember <laughs> when Leon left the boat and Rocky oh, yeah. like stepped in his sous chef and put like a drop of grenadine in the oyster? <laughs> I think about that every day. She was like, I'm actually a chef too. I've studied. And then put grenadine in oysters and guests threw up. Imagine if you you were like an inordinately wealthy person and you paid, what is it like? It's in the figure of like hundreds of thousands, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You pay hundreds of thousands of dollars dollars to rent a super yacht for three days. Yeah. And you get served an oyster with a drop of grenadine in it, which is cherry like juice. Juice, basically. (laughs) Like... (laughs) dude no even eddie was like i don't think you should do that i don't think you should do that she also was fully cooking crew dinners that were just raw raw, like couldn't wasn't edible she was i I did love her a lot though um for how crazy she was anyway i will also i was confused going back to this season when mm-hmm. Fraser, so Fraser makes the decision to fire Camille, basically. After right. Camille was drinking on the job. <laughs> like, not with charter guests on board, but just had a, like, full-ass glass of white wine walking around the boat. Yeah. <laughs> like That on is an... her fault. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, and it's she like, just does things like that. That's, that's like the other the... thing. It's like, if you know you have, like... If you know you're on your last leg, why would you even risk something like that? No, literally. Like, why? And then like, why would you she... backtalk? Exactly. 
literally. Um, and uh, but Fraser makes the decision to fire her, and then Fraser's like, "I love the girl," and I'm like, "Do you?" I feel like you hate her. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like if Fraser really likes her, then that should have been like more explicitly kind of like shown because it right. was also confusing that Fraser was kind of like coddling her after her and Alyssa like blew up at each other. I did also see a post on I don't know where it was, it might have been Reddit or something. But um about how like after Camille and Alyssa's blow up, like Camille gets told to like go and take a break, but Alyssa like just keeps working. Yeah. I know people would definitely were babying Camille. Mm. But also, yeah. okay, a moment I found so insane was when Camille came in Haley and Alyssa's room. It was like, oh. do you have an eyeliner pencil? And Alyssa just goes, I hate you. I hate you. When she just opened it with <laughs> I hate you, I was like, oh my God. But she said it like weird and like cutesy. Yeah, it was kind of And then crazy. did you see the shot where they were like holding hands at the restaurant? Yes. Yeah. I will say. <laughs> Oh boy. I did get a hearty chuckle when Alyssa, when they're getting in the van to leave dinner, and Ben at this point is getting involved. Who ben, has a. I love him. Really? I didn't like him getting involved. Because you're, well, you're anti Alyssa. I was like, why are you involved? <laughs> That's fair. Um, But anyway, why are you, why are you as a man? <laughs> fair. Involved fair. in women's issues. <laughs> no, but. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I do like Ben just generally, um, but Ben steps in and Alyssa's just like, oh, because Ben's obsessed with Camille and her diseased pussy for some reason. Literally. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a oh crazy boy. thing to say about another person that they have a diseased say, pussy. OK, Ben wasn't like Ben wasn't like you say this about Camille. Ben was just like, just get in the car and shut up. Which, yeah, that comes from his love from for Camille. Mm -hmm. But like Alyssa just annoys me with how she. I don't know. She just like. I feel like she does start things. Oh, a thousand percent. No, we talked about how I feel like at this point, for a couple weeks now, she has decided how she feels about Camille, and yeah, she's not really like. She's not Working really on changing. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which exactly? Which I think makes sense. And like, what based off what Alyssa has told us? Because like, she's talking about how Camille like reminds her of her dad and how she has like a three strikes policy with people and all this stuff. But um, but yeah, um, yeah. and Miss Haley, of course, in the middle. But like, poor girl, doing Nothing. such a beautiful job. Yeah, she's just trying to Miss listen to both of them and like not. Love her. Haley's <laughs> trying to hear both sides. <laughs> but also, when they start talking to each other, she's like, I am going to check out. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Cannot be here for that. No, and like, if people just listen to Haley, it would, like, everything would be resolved. There wouldn't be any drama because she's be always saying the right thing. Exactly. I um, will say, I have no idea where the conflict is going to come from. Like, I don't know what. Yeah, what are we going to do? I wonder what's going to happen the rest of the season because now, like, the. I mean, I, I guess it's gonna, it'll... it only it can only really shift to like Ross. I was gonna say Ross, or I don't know. What if like then it's like a Ben versus Alyssa thing? Like Ben's gonna be pissed. Oh yeah, 
But I also don't see Ben like caring about it like enough to like it's also that's not an interesting conflict i have like a whole inner monologue to myself about this it's not interesting when like a bosun and uh stew are like at odds you know right because they really don't work together that much yeah they don't share space that's true yeah whereas like below deck down under season one i will say has the most interesting like workplace conflict of any below deck season Mm-hmm. And part of what makes it so interesting is the fact that you not only have um, Captain and um, Bosun. Who's the Bosun? Greg or something. Yeah, Captain and the Bosun were fighting. Like, mm-hmm. we're not seeing eye to eye. Oh, his name was Nico, right? Or no? no. Nico's the one. Wait, I don't know. I don't remember. Jamie. But Jamie, yeah. Cop. Wow. Anyway. So, <laughs> so Jamie and the Captain are at odds. And um, Ryan and Aisha are at odds. The chef um, and the Ryan chief the stew. Chef and chief stew, but they work so closely together. Like both of those two people work closely together. Where it's like, okay, cool. Whereas like when Ashton and Kate were at each other's throats on like season seven, it was just that personal. Was terrible. Yeah. It was first of all terrible, and second of all purely personal because they don't really interact when it comes to work, other than being department yeah. heads. But even even that, it's like. You have to sit in a meeting with the captain for 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> every, exactly. Like, like every couple of days. Like, yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So a Ben and Alyssa conflict wouldn't even be that interesting. Um, yeah. I do wonder what I don't know. happen. I do think that like, I do think that something is going to come of what's homeboy's name? Uh, from Tony. Costa Rica, Tony. I feel like something yeah. is going to come of him not sleeping. Like they're making a big deal of that. Yes, for sure. Or yeah, something about I. I don't know. I think if anything, if anyone decides to leave, he would be it. Oh yeah, and go back to like an adventure. No, when they showed something. him, when they showed him on like the um boat, like j- like he just didn't go to the club with everybody else. <laughs> just Literally. came back to the boat. <laughs> he was tired. He was Nobody tired, y'all. Um, but yeah. Oh, and then wow. when Fraser and Sandy had that kind of tense moment. Yeah. Okay. I do think Fraser can be a really good chief stew. Um, he just needs a little bit more time. Yeah. Like, cause right I now feel- I feel like he's a really good worker, but the managing, like, yeah, he's still finding his personality, which is very similar yeah. to Asia on, yeah, um, down true. under. Like, yeah. it's nice when they have people who are competent, like Aisha had to me, um, and uh, Fraser has Alyssa and Haley. And so, like, mm-hmm. he's good with managing those, but it's, like, people like Camille. Yeah. Like, which it kind of makes you surprised at how, like, it kind of makes you do appreciate Kate, like, people who, like, <laughs> there are some Kate haters, but, like... yeah. She did make Maybe. it through the whole season with Rocky. Literally. And also like Kat and Amy. Um and like early, early below deck. And then oh my God. got a couple other ones. Oh, that one girl, Jen. Yeah. Like season five or something. Although she was just kind of she was kind of like rude to Jen a lot of the time. <laughs> Jen was also crazy, so I know. Jen was crazy. That was a so weird season. That was a crazy season, actually. Um, but yeah, that was with 
wait, the other one, what was her name? Brielle Brie. or something? Brie. Brie. That I but she had a romance with whom? I'm a Nico hater. Nico. Nico. Oh, I'm a full Nico hater too. He cheats. He cheats. He lies. He's a scoundrel. Was he on two seasons? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, because he was always trying to. Oh, because I had it. Um, they had a marathon yesterday, and I thought it was just they were showing like season ten, which like I'm caught up on, and so it's just like. But then they were showing like season four episodes, and I was like, ooh, I can drop in for a little bit of this. And I believe (laughs) that was Nico's first season where he was really butting heads with Kelly. Yeah, and then. Because they Maybe don't bring Nico back as bosun. They bring him back right. as like lead as deckhand. As lead deckhand. So humiliating. <laughs> and then in the reunion, okay, he ended up being bosun that season, like over time. And then uh-huh. in the reunion, Captain was like, Captain Lee was like, yeah, I would revoke that if I could. And Nico was like, okay. Dang. <laughs> literally uh i miss i do miss captain lee a little bit like i'm I'm loving captain sandy and it's like a nice change of pace but like i am missing captain lee i know i love them both so but yeah wow but becca what the hell else has been going on with you other than watching below deck and you saw megan last week um yes old news to me um well today actually the day we're filming this Mm-hmm. Like the curtain a little bit. Yes, it's a special day. It is a special day. Do you have any guesses? Special it's the anniversary day. of something. Oh, anniversary of something with Becca on January seventeenth. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Diagnosis day. Yeah. Oh my god. It's, it's my diversary. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Lay. Everyone Happy eats some ice cream. <laughs> yeah, so five years ago today, I lay in a hospital bed getting diagnosed. After peeing everywhere and throwing up <laughs> too for like a month. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's how it went. Um, but yeah, and here we are, five years later. Oh my Crazy. gosh. Oh my god. Uh, well it is also friend of the show Tim's birthday. <gasps> Yay, Tim! Oh my God, our Capricorn, yeah, Capricorn King. It is. It is Capricorn season, but it's about to be. And don't tell anyone I said this. It's about to be Aquarius season, <laughs> guys. I feel like some weirdness is gonna happen. I I feel like Aquarius season is good for me. It's definitely a time of things. Yes. <laughs> no stagnation things <laughs> i love how you said that and like it's definitely a time of things is so specific but also so unspecific at the same time like <laughs> there's real duality in that phrasing no yeah i'm glad you get me I'm yeah glad you get me but yeah all the planets are running back into prograde okay. so things oh there's been a lot of maybe you notice glitches just happening <sighs> recently yeah, I'm going to talk about one later in the show. <gasps> Lovely. Well, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to start not even fixing, just like glitching back to place, mm, you know? A correction. Yeah, you could say that. At work, and don't tell anyone I said this, there was, we have by online. Lucky no one listens store. to this. <laughs> Thank God, guys. Keep it that way. <laughs> Keep um, this niche. <laughs> niche talk. Um. There was 
okay, some buy online, pick up and store orders or whatever that were completely missing from our thing. But they said <gasps> that they were had been picked by someone. We look and this girl in California at, like somehow got assigned to our store who works at a different Ulta. Got assigned to our store and like picked all these orders for our store. But oh. all, they're all the way out in California. Oh, no. Well, it's funny okay. you say this because actually I um, ordered a bag because I'm going to go out on the road again soon. And I ordered this new bag mm-hmm. and I bought it on um, I bought it from Everlane. I really like their bags and stuff. And they have really good because they like discontinue their stuff a lot. So if you go on there, you can find like really good deals because they're like, oh, final sale. And so mm-hmm. I got my bag a couple of days ago. I'm kind of obsessed with it come home today there's another box from everlane i'm like what um and i've ordered like three things from them at this point and i'm like oh my god did they like send me a gift like that would be kind of <laughs> thank that'll be you kind thank of because it wasn't like the same size box as i got the other day and so i'm like i open mm-hmm. it it's literally just another one of the bags and were you charged twice no i was charged once on sale Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so now I just have another one of these bags. No, something is going on. <laughs> no, it's interesting that you say that. And I literally had an experience. And I'll talk about my other experience. But um, no, that was, yeah, that was my other experience. So there's been, there's been actually a freaky amount of coincidences lately. Mm-hmm. Like well, no such thing. I could. It's like saying there's been a freaky amount of dragons lately. You're you're so right. You're so right. (laughs) Who do you think she is? She's a. I thought she she gives manta ray vibes. But she is a dragon. (laughs) Oh yes, she is. Yes, she is that little girl. Oh boy. Oh boy. Any other updates for your week? Okay. Yeah. I did another a kind of a manifestation thing is. I thought today out loud, I wonder when I'll hear from NYU about interviews. 6 p.m. tonight. Boom. Scheduling an interview. Slay. Slay. Slayful, actually. I think everyone has to get an interview. So, but I would doubt that. Okay. I'll, I'll take you up on that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I will choose to believe that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's very exciting, and I'm going to just take it, look at it as a huge opportunity to oh, just have fun. Yeah. Have fun in that room and talk about clothes. And yeah. irregardlessly of whatever Thank you. NYU says, as an NYU reject myself, <laughs> as we an NYU reject, I will stand with you. Well, no, I, I won't stand with because I'm not like trying to invite you into the club. At, by any means i'm rooting for you on your journey every day of the week but thank you i'm just saying whatever they think about what you do is not at all indicative of your actual talents so oh absolutely thank you i appreciate that and you're really good at what you want to go there to do irregardlessly of whether they Aww. one recognize that and be recognized in a way where they're like oh come here to do it thanks babe yeah so thank you so much well, I will honestly never give up on going there in some capacity, even if I have to Taylor Swift it. Um, so be it. <laughs> they're they're gonna make us. They're gonna they're gonna ask us one day. <laughs> I know it. I know it. My deepest truth. Well, anything else to report, Becca, for this, at least? 
I don't think so. Okay, and we're going to throw it to just a teensy weensy little break. And then we're going to be back to get into today's topic. I'm just kidding. I wasn't scared at all, actually. Perfect. Yeah. So (laughs) for today's topic, Beck and I have just decided to do something a little mundane and uncontroversial. We're tired of like the constant controversy around the show, right? Um, Exactly. Emails after emails after emails. And we have to suppress all that actively. Um, (laughs) So we're just going to talk about politics because that's just the a nice little thing everyone can agree on and yep. just <laughs> no one know. has ever fought over that ever no literally and it's like fine it's fine yeah. um but no today we're gonna do um we're gonna talk a little bit about politics I, I i assume our conversation will go towards there but not like we're not like doing like an issues podcast we're not talking about like the debt ceiling or anything like that no just like um, general no, because today I thought it would be fun to take the political compass test and the eight values test, which are basically yes. tests of like your political ideology. Um, mm-hmm. And so the political tum- compass is a test that has been on the Internet since 2001, which was surprising. Um, and it gives you basically a bunch of statements to agree or disagree with. It's very similar to a personality test um, yeah. in that they're kind of vague and like intentionally so. Um, but at the end of the quiz, you get a point on the grid showing where you are on two different axes. Um, one axis is like authoritarian to libertarian, um, which are like kind of more theories of governing because then there are like certain offsets. But like authoritarian yeah. basically means like one person controls everything, whether that's like mm-hmm. a state, a company, whatever. And then libertarian is means that it's like everybody's kind free. of free and there's not really yeah. like well i wonder what because that sounds a little bit more like anarchism but i don't know um but libertarian is just like there's a lot more liberties for people basically yeah like um, individuals or there's no like centralized i i sh- no libertarian is that there's no centralized force really like governing like a normalizing set of rules for people yeah so like extreme libertarianism is like not having any government and everybody just kind of like existing yeah or is it like authoritarianism? Like yes. Yeah. Well, not well. at all, actually. <laughs> Almost not at all. <laughs> Haven't but, read um... the books at all. <laughs> anyway. So close. Um, so yeah. close. And then it also, the other axis is the economic, like right wing and left wing. Your um, classic, classic mom and dad, mom and pop, left and right. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and then the eight values is, and this comes from their website, um, eight values is in essence a political quiz that attempts to assign percentages for eight different political values. Um, and so they have four axes, uh, economic, which is equality versus markets. So whether wealth should be spread around like intentionally to people um, in an equal way or whether we should just let the markets decide where the money goes. Mm-hmm. Um, diplomatic, which is nation versus globe. So are you more like nationalistic or globalist in your like scope kind of um civil which is liberty so like people should have like extreme civil liberty like people should basically be free to do anything is like extreme liberty and then versus Mm -hmm. authority which means that like the law has to like crack down on things basically and then Mm -hmm. society tradition versus progress so 
are you interested in keeping a traditional society because that's how we've always done things or do you want to progress for like progression's sake i guess it would be mm-hmm. the ultimate not like progressing for any cause but like progress for progress's sake yeah should be avoided um to quote miss umbridge oh that girl yeah and so becca i'm actually so fascinated to do this with you because i um have you ever heard of either of these yeah okay where i had taken them in the past but i never saved my results and i feel like i haven't taken it in a while so this was fun to do yeah i i think i first took it either like sophomore or junior year of high school and i wish i had my results from then because it would it would be kind of interesting to be so different the differences um yeah but yeah uh so we can start with the political compass it is actually interesting though because i took both of them in august and so it was interesting to see for fun yeah i just like in august one day it was actually the day i went to see the muna concert randomly it was the same day <laughs> that i went to see muna um i took the that political, makes sense actually i took these tests <laughs> earlier in the day um so i will be comparing the results a little bit but um okay. i have a hard time spelling the word political i put them in an album so i could find them and it says political you do have a hard time political. the outline is rife with Polit- rife with spelling errors <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> i do listen to this podcast that is so and... funny <laughs> political <laughs> no i forget what i was i forget what i was looking up but like i've been struggling to spell political for like oh because i kept i kept looking up it's just one of those Honestly, words <laughs> whoever made the feature on iphone where you can search a word in an image and it brings up that image you deserve to get your pussy ate so hard because like <laughs> I'll remember me. Wait, what feature? Like you can slide up on your phone, and if you put the word political into your phone, because you have a screenshot of your political compass on your photos app, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. It will bring it up because it says political in the photo. But anyway, <laughs> Becca, I would love yeah. to know your um political compass um coordinates. Okay. So economic yes. left right. What are your? I am negative seven point three eight. Okay. And social libertarian authoritarian. I am negative six point seven two. Interesting. I gotta know, Quinn. What are you? I um, on uh, economics. I'm a negative eight point three eight. And okay. on social libertarian versus authoritarian, I am negative 7.85. Nice. So Becca and I are both in this green quadrant. What? Yeah. Which is the libertarian left. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're way too bright, girl. <laughs> um, so yeah, calm down. Um, so yeah. We're both in the marxism bubble though generally yes. uh-huh <laughs> yeah. surprise 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 surprise, surprise guys <laughs> um and it was funny i when i compared it to my august results i literally got the exact same thing in social so i got a negative 7.85 um Ooh. and economics i got a negative 8.5 so i have moved to the right wow. by a factor of one tenth. <laughs> 
economically speaking in the past four months so wow wow you're losing me guys i wonder what <laughs> <But> happened anyway, <laughs> yeah Listen um, so that's where we stand on the political compass and i want to know about your eight values because my eight values did change a little bit more than my political compass from when i last took it mm, okay so all right so for the economic axis i had a 90.4 percent for equality making me a communist Okay. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm a communist. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Um, on the diplomatic axis, I was internationalist with an 80% globe, civil, liberal with a 71.9% liberty, societal mm-hmm. axis, very progressive with an 81.6% progress. And what was your closest match? libertarian socialism interesting so on economic i was also deemed a communist at 91 Mm. percent um equality versus nine percent markets i suppose diplomatic access i was an internationalist with 76.7 percent um civil access libertarian with 78.9 percent and societal access very progressive with an 86.7 percent and I got libertarian communism this time because oh. I usually get libertarian socialism. The couple of times I've taken this, I feel like I've gotten libertarian socialism. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm kind of moved. I kind of became all my things increased from the last time I took it. Interesting. Um, so yeah, so now I'm a libertarian communist. So. <laughs> love that i hope to be i hope to be that one day (laughs) literally (laughs) um so yeah it is really it's kind of interesting hearing our feels like we matched up better on i guess we matched we we matched we think pretty similarly on things generally it would seem like from this quiz or from these tests so like concerning the questions like were there any questions mm-hmm. from either of the tests that kind of like stood out to you? Um, the one I think was on the political compass that was like astrology is real and affects my life. <laughs> yeah, that was a hard one for us. To go through. <laughs> it was very personal. I'm like, does that make me a communist? <laughs> I in astrology. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Good on them. Good on them. They know what I want to hear. Well, that is an interesting thing about the questions because that was one of the questions I picked out that was kind of like, I feel like this could change depending on the wording. Right. Like, it's weird because, like, you know what they're trying to get to. Yeah. They're trying to get, they're trying to gauge your, like, comfortability with, like, astrology as a concept. Yeah. Um, but, like, do I believe astrology is, like, do I ultimately believe astrology is like why things happen? No. No. So I hit like I personally hit I think I put disagree when I took it this time. But like do I think astrology is an interesting way to look at the way things are happening mm-hmm. and like examine your life a little bit? 
Right. I do. And that's why I enjoy astrology. It's it's a different it's a different perspective on what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Um which I guess maybe I'm con- I might be contradicting myself by saying that, but it was just that was one of the like kind of tricky trickier questions. Yeah. I mean, a lot. I mean, I like that the eight values quiz has like the neutral slash mm-hmm. like don't don't know option. Yeah. Because so many questions, I'm like, now let's discuss, let's dive into that. Actually, no, yeah, some of them need so much more context. <laughs> more context, literally, for me to like, be able to like, for me to be able put to down yes, on one of yeah. those. Yeah, I would need like a lot more context. Um, yeah, and it was because while I was like kind of searching around, I found this one article that was kind of, uh, very critical of them, uh, mm-hmm. by Rachel Green. Uh, spectrum tests like eight values tell you nothing useful about your politics <laughs> okay fair enough um and it was really interesting because um she had a lot of interest like she was picking out certain points like one of the questions on eight values was society was better many years ago than it is now mm-hmm. um and she says in the article how many years ago which society for whom if you're in Afghanistan, yeah. you might say, yeah, things were better before the invasion when we weren't in constant fear of drone attacks. If you're a Native American in the United States, you might say, yeah, things were way better before colonization. <laughs> Fair points. All of them, actually. <laughs> but it's like she her argument is basically like that a lot of the questions on both and she mentions eight values and political compass in particular is mm-hmm. it's kind of like Becca and I, who are people who are both like on the left of American politics like Mm -hmm. economically and then progressive socially as well we kind of there's a certain degree to which we know how we're supposed to respond to each of the questions yeah like there's that one Karl Marx the the famous Karl Marx quote where from uh from each his ability to each his need or something along those lines I always have to look it up because I'm like I looked it up because I was like I know like that because like I ultimately do understand what it means but like I'm like three or four three to five more times away from like of like reading it to like actually like understanding it <laughs> um but yeah. it's about equity basically but like yes. mm-hmm. like it's literally a Karl Marx quote so when it's saying like do you agree with this it's like asking like do you are you Marxist <laughs> like are you willing to politically <laughs> identify with Karl Marx <laughs> I dare you I fucking dare you and which like did <laughs> who like Karl Marx, especially in like a recent context, has become like the boogeyman of like the U.S. right. Yeah. Um, like the right wing economic. He is he is a boogeyman of right wing economics everywhere, really. Like, but guys, um, he died. He can't hurt you anymore. Literally. <laughs> but he um, can though. <laughs> my copy of the Communist Manifesto back there can though. <laughs> I actually um, got um I secured Grimes's copy. Weird enough. Oh my god! Look at that. <laughs> so lucky. So lucky. Oh my god, when she staged that photo shoot, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, she's basically like, she's so like in the context of like society was better now than many years ago, was better many years ago than it is now. I think for right. this one, I think this one was one of the ones I put like neutral. Yeah, I think I did too. Cause I was like, as a woman, maybe, but also like, not really. Uh huh. <laughs> but also, there are like, and there like, are ways you generally can, like... like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like literally like, like this time last year your right to like 
abortion was way more secure than it is now. So yeah, yeah. Like, if you're looking at it that way, but then again, it's like ultimately like that's kind of one of the issues with taking quizzes like this, even though they are like, I think we our show is fun and frivolous, and so we do fun and frivolous things on here. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we're supposed to be like we don't necessarily care that like, oh, it's calling me a libertarian communist. Like I I don't really have to do anything with that label. Yeah. Yeah, it's just what that test thinks I am. Probably in three weeks, I'll forget. Yeah. It's fine. And I'll like scroll past this on my phone and be like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh. Um, but um Yeah. It makes and... you it makes me wonder like if a like verbal like a discussion based assessment would yield the same results. Yeah. You know? Someone should do that. Yeah, well, usually people are like, I think, um, I think people are sometimes, people are heterodoxical in a way that, um, this, in a way that this test doesn't really highlight. Because mm. it just gives you a point, right? Like, it gives you a singular yeah. point in saying, like, this is where your politics are. But, like, it doesn't show your answers, yeah. Like if you answer it like if you answer like every question like we did and then we said like like if Becca and I answered this test like the same way, but like mm-hmm. let's say I was like in a fantasy world, I'm like pro-life or something or like I'm anti-abortion, I should say. Right. Like I don't think I don't agree with abortion and I'm like staunchly anti-abortion but like still like left otherwise, like Right. I probably wouldn't be like that far to the right of like becca yeah um no it's, especially because becca it's was a little bit more kind of right word in terms of like this test um mm-hmm. but so like that's but that's a big thing where it's like you know if i said like oh i'm just anti-abortion like that would give people a like a certain like like if i said just that and nothing else about my political beliefs people would be like oh that's no it would definitely signal something very yeah. specific that yeah. might not be true. Good point. But yeah, I find that like a lot of people are, there are a lot of people who are heterodoxical and it doesn't really like, especially in the way we have our current political system set up, it's not really like, um, uh, people are like the media, especially like legacy media isn't like comfortable with that. Yeah. So like um like a lot of the stuff with like a great example of this is Hunter Biden laptop, like the Hunter Biden laptop. Or an even better mm-hmm. example is like how both <laughs> Donald Trump and Joe Biden have been found to be in possession of classified documents. Yeah. Recently and like the different ways in which different types of media and different elected representatives reacted differently to those two instances. So, mm-hmm. like, generally Republican media, when Trump was being, like, when Mar-a-Lago was being, like, raided for documents. Classified documents. Yeah. yeah like, Republican officials were like, oh, my God, this is a witch hunt. Um, mm-hmm. it, like, this is crazy. And Democrats were like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you have cla- <laughs> you're a criminal. On. Slay on. <laughs> but now Joe Biden has pretty much done the same thing. Mm -hmm. um is cooperating a little bit more like doesn't seem to be hiding it as much as trump was um and now it's people being like oh my god well joe biden isn't the same thing because uh, people on the left being joe biden isn't the same thing because 
And then there are people on the right who are like, oh, leave Trump alone that are now like want to launch investigations into Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Same thing. Yeah. Um, Literally. And so like, I guess that's not being ideologically consistent as opposed to being like heterodoxical, really. But like, Mm -hmm. but that is kind of what people want you to be like. They want you to kind of like cape for your side a little bit. Literally. Yeah. It's it was so so in 2016, mm-hmm. I was so like, let's go Democrats! <laughs> oh my god, yes, Hillary! <laughs> and then like, I only have this button on my bean board right behind me in the studio. No, fully, I like hashtagged. I'm still with her. Still with her. Like I, I like popped it out on Twitter, and then a year later, I was like, oh my dear god. Yeah. <laughs> no, I literally did one of those services where they go back and delete your tweets because specifically my tweets about like politics from like <laughs> high school, I'm so embarrassed by. Can't, can't be seen actually. Yeah, like Yeah. Yeah. Um but it's also this weird thing where like certain notable like people get like tweets thrown in their face from like it could be like a tweet from like and this is going into like starting to see where it like intersects with cancel culture like somebody could tweet Mm -hmm. something literally like 10 years ago and people will bring it back and be like oh my god but you said this 10 years ago and it's like yeah that was 10 years ago (laughs) yeah i uh (laughs) i don't even remember the name of my closest friends how could i remember (laughs) tweeting that yeah Rebecca was doing her best Quinn impression there. Um, but, um, that is what I was doing. That is what I was doing. Uh, um, one uh, person who's never gotten like clapped by their old tweets is Megan The Stallion. <laughs> like whenever an old tweet by Megan The Stallion circulates, it's just like a funny thing. Like she's I talking love about like, loving Lady Gaga or something. Like <laughs> she can't be touched. She no, Megan touched. is one of our perfect celebrities. I feel. Um, I feel that as well. Not everyone would believe that, though. Yeah. A lot of people are A lot Tory. of people are actually, it literally, it makes me sick to my stomach. I know. Y'all are oh bringing that Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, another really good point that this article brought up that I quoted a little bit earlier is that sometimes it makes mutually exclusive statements out of things that aren't mutually exclusive. Mm. So, like, another example of that is in eight values one of the questions is it is better to maintain a balanced budget than to ensure welfare for all citizens um <laughs> yeah uh and <laughs> like i think for this one i did like affirmatively like i think i maybe hit like strongly agree for this one probably because like in like a utilitarian way would i rather mm. have a balanced national budget or would i rather have welfare insured for everybody Mm-hmm. I would rather have welfare. Or right. I had strongly disagree on this one. Sorry. Yeah. Um, like, I think welfare is more important than, like, having, balancing a budget. But, like, the author yeah. of this article points out that, like, those two things aren't ultimately mutually exclusive. Like, there is a way to do both of them. Yeah. Yeah, you can have... Uh, I would even dare to say a a true balanced budget would include extensive welfare. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I might as well. (laughs) So, so yeah, that one was weird. There was a few other ones like that. You're right, where it was like, okay, there's a why you're making me choose. (laughs) There's a different version of eight values called nine axes. 
and the question that she posted on here from that is truly insane one of the questions is just those who do not work should die (laughs) no but why would like why would like (laughs) your uncle joe take that and be like yeah I agree. That's like a question of like, are you orient? Like, that's a question orienting like if you're sane or not. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the you press yes, the quiz just starts beeping and sends you to a mental health hotline. Hotline. Literally. You have to jump until they say stop. A fate literally <laughs> worse than death. Um. <sighs> so yeah, these tests aren't like perfect by any means, but I do believe that they're a fun way to kind of just like you know it's like a personality test or even like astrology like it explains like certain things but yeah like not everything yeah um, and it doesn't have to define you you know like you just have fun with it like i probably wouldn't like like i just have a problem with like political identity in like i have a problem with like and i hate talking about like un like scrutiny of labels now because like not being labeled as so popular like straight people are doing it now like yeah that's just like it's looped back around in a but nasty anyway, way before, before harry styles wasn't a big fan of labels i was not a big fan <laughs> of labels mm-hmm. um and so like i would never like it's weird to be like like i i don't think i would ever feel fully comfortable saying like oh i'm a communist or oh i'm a socialist mm, or okay. like that kind of thing um yeah especially like in like like the ideology because also like it's such a hard thing because like and even bringing capitalism into it like it's hard to like it's hard to say that like oh a capitalist is this a socialist is this a communist is this especially when so many different like regimes institutions countries whatever you want to call it have had their own version of something right. they called capitalism socialism yeah. or communism yeah versus mm-hmm. like what those ideologies actually are like in a theoretical way yeah um, exactly yeah but kind of moving away from the tests um mm-hmm. becca i feel like we talked about mine a little bit more extensively in when we did the interviews um uh, yes but i want to talk about kind of your political development political awakening stuff like that so like do you have any like significant events that were like political awakenings or like where do you think your kind of political consciousness kind of mostly comes from? Uh, great question. I mean, so 2016 was a big one because mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, I was like, why am I so devastated that this man is our president mm-hmm. and that, you know, I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's very, I was raised by like a, a independent like politically independent mom Uh um i ignore my dad's politics i have to like so many other american women um (laughs) and i think honestly like uh reading stuff on my own um doing your own research doing your own research and then also just listening to hasanabi for hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) it will do so many things to you um yeah yeah, i was just i then like late high school was just so uh, like i felt so radicalized Um, (laughs) i mean like for america like 
I'm sure that like my dad would call me radical. Oh yeah. But um like Which in- like for America we are especially radical. But also yeah. I feel like many more people in America are thinking like, like we are now, yes. I think. Yeah. We're because our political like- system has like radicalized people. <laughs> yes, like either way, which is really bad. Yes. Mm. Um we're on all the corners of the compass. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think just like it's just who I am. There is like a sort of innateness because I don't feel like I was really like affected by like my surroundings or like people in my life. Like, Mm. I don't know. A lot of people just go with what their parents think or like stuff like that. I feel like (sighs) social media and having access to like before um, every single like news source had paywalls. I was able to read things. That is one of the most annoying <laughs> things now. Because, like, every time you want to read an article, it's like you can't even. Literally, knowledge is not free anymore. I know nothing anymore, guys. And then Let literally, even when you, I keep trying to do the trick of, like, oh, go into an incognito window. But that doesn't even work anymore. No, they got me. They've gotten too smart. <laughs> they said, cups, hands up. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> not again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just within me that um i've always been very empathetic and i feel like that does mm-hmm. um inform my politics yeah is just like caring about people mm-hmm. yeah and i've kind of gleaned the same from you yeah i think the i think the thing that really which i talked about in the interview episode but like the thing that really kind of um was like my political awakening was the killing of Trayvon Martin like that I remember that like being a huge thing for me because like I just could not understand how that like happened and like everybody Mm -hmm. wasn't like freaking out about it and some people were even like oh he like deserved to die because he was like walking like with his hood up yeah (laughs) like 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 ridiculous yeah some people were just utterly ridiculous and still to this day some people are utterly ridiculous Mm-hmm. George Zimmerman is one of the most evil people who's ever walked the earth. Like the way he's mm-hmm. like, like at one point he like sold, like he had like the gun that he used in the crime, like up for auction. Um, uh. And it's like, he's one of the most like, ew, ew. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, that was kind of the thing that kind of kicked me off more socially. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say. So that got me more aware of like social issues um and then like you said being on youtube um really kind of informed all that stuff for me but i basically yeah. i basically just believe that like everybody's kind of inherently equal and yeah. that some of us get really lucky um yep where like we're born into a certain lot in life mm-hmm. um and my ultimate political goal or one of them at least is that like luck won't have as much to do with it in the future yeah um that like this meritocracy especially in america like the idea of like the meritocracy oh work hard pull yourself up by your bootstraps do it do it do it mm-hmm. i hope one day that actually is true because that is a pretty good system like i i feel like if it's i feel like it's a fine system to be like oh if you want to work really hard to achieve like a certain amount of something that's amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also like if you kind of just want to have like a okay life soft and, like, life yeah yeah just don't really want to like do a bunch but still want to like you know, enjoy it. Survive. I think that should also be an option. Like, if you don't yeah. want to be like, you know, you don't want to be like high-powered financier or whatever, but you still want to have like a comfortable living. I feel like that should totally be within reach. 
That should um, be valid. And you should be able to afford food. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. For that. <laughs> uh, but um crazy concept actually. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of like, you know, that's one of the things I'm passionate about in my own politics. Mm-hmm. Like ideal society for me is that there's like a floor and that like you can't fall below that floor. And that floor is like ultimately a good like lifestyle and a good way to live. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. if you want to work up, you can do that, but not so much that you become like inordinately wealthy to the point where you like can literally suppress other people yeah with your wealth yeah absolutely um and so yeah and then the economic kind of part i actually got really into um this show called rising which is on youtube and is on from the publication the hill it has these two it used to have these two hosts crystal ball and sagar and jetty and it's interesting because they're like populist but one's like a left-wing populist and one's a right-wing populist um Mm. and i forget how i found their shows a lot of their clips would go viral um and so i must have found one of them that way Mm -hmm. and like when i first watched their show i was like i remember being really like interested and like kind of almost angry by some of the things Mm -hmm. they said because i was like oh my god i can't believe they like think this and like oh this one's supposed to be like left wing and oh this one's supposed to but then I would be like oh this one's supposed to be right wing but then he said something like this that I really agree with and it's like it's interesting give and take and like they're both kind of like like they're both kind of more like heterodoxical and so that was kind of the first time Mm. I like heard people with like different views than me like on like a legit like media outlet that were kind of like heterodoxical and okay. like they were like left and right wing but they agreed on things that were like actually good and not just like you know like military spending which is like something that like left wing and right wing politicians agree with literally in yeah our country mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> and like yeah. just giving way more and more money to the military <laughs> and so um and then eventually they went independent and started mm. their own thing um hmm. called breaking points which is a good show i like it um it's interesting because i enjoy how they report the news i don't agree with them on like 100 percent of everything i definitely agree more with crystal because she's more like on the left um gotcha. like traditionally um but like it has it's interesting because it has given me a new i feel like i used to be much more adversarial and I still do fear I'm a little adversarial when talking about politics, just because like I feel like I get excited more than like adversarial when I talk about politics because like I find that some people don't know a lot about it. Like it's it sometimes I like like to test people a little bit or not mm-hmm. like I'm not intentionally doing it, but like if people want to talk about politics, I'm like, oh, let me like you know, let me gauge how much they know and feel then, the like, room. Yeah, yeah. And then if it's like not as much as me, I get kind of disinterested. But then if people are willing to like go there, I'm like, oh, blah, 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 blah. right. <laughs> um, yeah. And, game of but yeah. And um, but listening to their show has definitely given me greater understanding of like the different things people think. And even if I don't agree with people, like I can understand why they think like mm-hmm. in 2016, like. I would be like, oh, if you voted for Trump, you're a bad person. I don't like you. I couldn't, I don't see how you could ever do something like that. Whereas like 2023, mm-hmm. Quinn, I am much more understanding of why 
of like the circumstances that led people to like vote for Donald Trump for president. Gotcha. If that makes yeah. sense. Like I still yeah. don't agree with it. And agree I still don't with think them. it's like, yeah, I I wouldn't do it myself. Yeah. I didn't do it myself when I was presented with the opportunity. Um, but I can also understand how somebody with a different life experience than me and somebody with, you know, different opinions than me comes to a different conclusion about things. And mm-hmm. I don't think that the way I do things has to be the way that everything is done or the way Mm. i would like to see everything be done doesn't have to be the way that things have to be done all the time it's very mature yeah um i will say that is a thing much like everything else that kind of goes back and forth like sometimes i'm like sometimes i'm like kumbaya my lord (laughs) and other times i'm like oh my god these people you dumb idiots like you see the thing about the gas have you have you seen the thing about gas stoves this week no i just got caught up on it because i saw like some things peripherally and i watched like an actual thing on it but all these studies have come out that basically say having gas stoves in your house is like really bad for you Um, because they could explode well that and okay like apparently there's just not like they're not as good as like not leaking gas it's like they should be <laughs> basically another, uh, and so okay. like one study projects that something like 12 percent of like childhood asthma is caused by like gas having gas, gas ranges in your house oh wow um people also think it might be like tied to like cancer rates or some of the studies were showing that i didn't get too deep into it apologies but like it was basically like there are basically studies coming out that sh- is showing that like having a gas stove in your house may have adverse health impacts which like yeah. when you think about it if you have something like literally pumping gas out yeah it's not great especially something <laughs> as like intimate as cooking where you're like standing over something and like yeah if there's and, gas and coming it, and up you're and you're literally like breathing in it like that's not yeah good. yeah but then it became this thing where like and then there were rumblings of like oh maybe the government will try to like ban gas stoves or try to like you know i think the language was ban gas stoves which like generally Americans mm-hmm. don't like when you like outright ban things. Right. They get pissed. <laughs> yeah, they get kind of pissed. pissed. Um you kind of have to be a little <laughs> bit more you have to be smarter about it. Um mm-hmm. because shit like this happens where people on the right like took it up as like a culture war. Mm-hmm. And so all these right-wing pop- politicians were like, "Oh my god, they won't take our gas stoves away." And all like all this stuff, all this stuff, all this stuff, and it was like, "Bro. Like is this like like do we really have to fight about like Gas stoves. gas stoves yeah because a gas stove so intrinsic to your way of life like i will admit yeah. i enjoyed having a gas stove in my apartment because i think it like because for me i'm about efficiency sometimes mm-hmm. when they it comes to cooking so and they get hot so fast much faster yeah. than electric stoves right probably all but, that gas <laughs> but if i could if i or even worse a child that i like bring into the world and i'm responsible for could get asthma mm-hmm. from like being exposed to a gas stove or like I could raise my chances of like having cancer at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. Why would I keep I'm gonna that in my house? I'm going to skip out on that. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. skip out on that. There's, it, especially <laughs> because like electric stoves, I listened to somebody and he was like, it would be different if there was something that, if there wasn't like something that did the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, that is arguably more popular right now. Oh, a thousand percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's only like specific places that still even like have gas stoves, but like, like in All my Pittsburgh. house, I didn't have <laughs> gas. Did you have gas in your apartment? Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Um, yeah. 
like my house doesn't have my house has an electric stove yeah me too my house house yeah so um but it's just like and that's just like american politics like some like dumb shit like that can like Mm -hmm. gain traction start Um, yeah yeah be a thing but yeah and then there but there are some times where like another question i kind of responded to on sure on eight values is like oh my country is like better than other countries if that makes sense yeah i think i disagreed with that just like thinking in a mm-hmm. like for my politics right yes. so mm-hmm. like you yeah. know um yeah like, not ultimately, as far as, like, like privilege or anything like that because like you know there are privileges i have uh-huh. but also in comparison like and like rights i have like yeah for me personally, I I wanted to bring this up in the catch up, but something I fell into, I fell into one of my little holes this week, my little interest holes, mm-hmm. and I did like a deep dive on North Korea. Like, what's it like? Like, what it's like to live in North Korea? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I also went deep into like North Korean tourism and like, like I didn't know that people were like, like there's a lot of tourism in North Korea. Like, yeah, you can go. Like you can, what we can't as Americans because somebody right. went and then they came back in a vegetative state <laughs> and, and north korea was just <laughs> like oh my god how'd that happen do you guys see that that was weird that was really that weird, was weird. <laughs> um but like um anyway uh i read yeah, a book like, by a uh defector yes um Ooh. it's it is so difficult to hear about <laughs> oh a thousand percent oh it's, it's oh, a completely like yeah i watched this guy who was from new zealand so i'm already invested and yeah of course he did one of the tour first of all you can only go there with like a guided tour mm-hmm. where you're basically in the like eyesight of a north korean tour guide the whole time like mm-hmm. as a westerner i believe right. like a lot of Chinese people go there because it's like so close. Um, I believe Chinese people have a little bit more like, you know, because geopolitically North Korea and China are closer allies than North Korea is to anybody in the West, basically. But yeah. um, anyways, uh, but it's like you're watched the whole time. Like he like he talked a lot about feeling like he was watched and like he like couldn't really yeah. have a moment to himself, really, unless he was in his hotel room. But, like, you can't mm-hmm. just, like, explore. Like, if you're in Pyongyang, which is the capital of North Korea, like, you can't just, like, walk around. Right. Yeah, by yourself. No, it's, it's not chill vibes. It is not chill vibes. No, not at all. Not at all, actually. <laughs> and then, like, if you go, like, Pyongyang is, like, kind of looks like a modern city. But then he, like, had footage from, like, the... um countryside like his tour went in the countryside and stuff and he was talking about how it was literally like stepping out stepping back in time because like outside like things aren't really updated and it's like very like stuck in a certain era like he showed videos of like cows pulling plows like people like plowing their farms with cows yeah pulling the tractors basically yeah it is very it's crazy. And dude, do you remember the movie The Interview? 
Oh my God! Yeah, that whole how Jonah that Hill, was crazy. Or no, jo- that wasn't Jonah Hill. That was James Franco, James Franco and Seth and Rogen. Seth. R- oh yeah, they caused like a whole international incident. Yeah, it was like bad. Yeah, no. Like, oh my God, why did we mess around with that? And the movie sucked. <laughs> the movie sucked, quite frankly. Like, could you imagine <laughs> if the world ended over that? No. Yeah, it would not be worth it at all. Literally, I can't um, believe they still let it come out even a little bit. Yeah, I that was such a specific weird thing that happened. Um, yeah, <laughs> but oh my god, yeah, I yeah, but like obviously, like it was it was a time where I'm watching that and I'm like, okay, like I can I, I I'll go on the record and say I am grateful that I live in America <laughs> rather than like yeah, North Korea. <laughs> you do like you do take some of it for granted. Like I take for granted that I could like log on to Twitter.com right now. And talk about how yeah. much I hate Joe Biden or how much I hate Donald Trump or how much I hate Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Or how much I hate Obama or whoever. And yeah. I could like 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 that won't have any like repercussions on me. I can tweet out that those dumb memes of Barack Obama listening to American Teenager by Ethel Kane. And yeah. like nobody and like nobody can do anything basically. Yeah. Um, Except for me. I'll retweet yeah. it. <laughs> exactly um well people can yeah. do things it's just i don't have a platform where i'm like significant enough to do something but like mm. you know um yeah. but like even the people who do end up like facing repercussions for like even people who do end up facing rep- certain repercussions for certain things in our country they are not at- punished as harshly as those in right. North korea as frequently because there are some like outstanding cases like someone like edward snowden or somebody like julian assange who are people who are literally living outside the u.s because like the u.s government like wants some (laughs) yes yeah um and so like that but like it's not that like everybody's a julian assange it's not like you know and the you and again it's like a nuanced conversation because as i'm saying it like i'm like walking back certain things because like there are certainly shady things that the u.s does and mm-hmm. there are certainly things about the, the U.S. that we hide and stuff like that. And, like, crazy stuff has happened that's so, like, bonkers and, like, inhumane that we probably don't even know about. But, like, mm-hmm. it's still not to, like, the scale and as normalized as it is to, like, North Korea and stuff. Like, there's, like, we are we are undoubtedly a freer nation. Yeah. And, yeah. like, for that, I'm grateful. No <laughs> like, I'd rather live here than North Korea. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I did think of something that was really influential to me in my mm. politics, and that was the documentary Cowspiracy. I'm not familiar. All, it's about climate change and um, and environmental racism. Mm-hmm. And um, that I watched in 2017, and I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I got so mad and serious so about climate up. change. <laughs> this is so fucked up. Um, I got like, yeah, I was like, a fire was under my little booty about like, guys, what do we do? Mm-hmm. About climate change. Oh my God. Yeah. And um, yeah, I care very much about the environment. And that's percent. Oh gosh, I'm so, so scared of uh, still to this day, actually. Um, no. There's only what more policies. reason to be scared. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's real bad. Um, so yeah, that is something I care a lot about. And mm-hmm. no and American I... policy is ever gonna really 
do anything about it, I feel, um, uh-huh. unless a lot changes real fast. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to count on s- uh, other nations, I feel. <laughs> we're going to have to get, <laughs> we're going to have to ask those girls about it. But e- but that's yeah. another, that's another place in American life where it's kind of just like a consensus of like not to do it. Like climate change Literally. perhaps more than anything else in our like, like trans like transnationally like globally climate change more than mm-hmm. anything else is something we need like such radical change on like pretty quickly yeah but like even the people who are like so-called environmentalists who are like elected representatives like most of them are like okay well we just have to make these like short change like everybody make sure you turn your lights off when you leave a room and yeah you know try literally. to take try to only take five minute showers um <laughs> and literally. you know carpool Oh, girls, carpool, <laughs> reusable water bottles. You can all match. Yeah, they're like, but, like, but we are gonna dump oil in the ocean. Y'all okay with yeah. that? Y'all yeah. okay with mm-hmm. that? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. And again, like that's like, yeah. And so that is why, like, some people, like, that's another issue that's kind of like, in an American context, is kind of agreed upon between Republicans and Democrats, like, ultimately not doing anything transformative about the environment. But, like, mm-hmm. something transformative does need to be done at some yeah. point. Fracking. <laughs> Fracking, guys. Something we can all agree on. RuPaul, <laughs> where you at, girl? <laughs> Come on, frack. Ru, Ru where are you? Ru, where are you? <laughs> Show me where you are. Raise your hand. <laughs> um, exactly. But, yeah. That's also the thing of, like, that's something also like being like a fan of somebody's politics is also hard because it's like then they like say something you don't agree with and you're like oh yeah or like celebrities like i've just stopped like being interested in what my what like celebrities i like have to say about politics yeah because probably i'm not gonna love it in some way so let's just feel like there was break yeah i feel like there was something this week where i was like uh like i under because like some like most of the time it comes out and like i'm not at all shocked that like the person like yeah thinks thinks a certain thing yeah like but then people are like it's always interesting to me when people are like shocked you know Mm -hmm. like i'm trying to think of it of course i can't think of like a single example to contextualize what i mean um like i hate to say it i feel like this might cause some consternation with becca but like somebody like paris hilton like yeah is somebody who does not have great politics like yeah voted for trump yeah but it's like but it's like like i can understand like not saying i agree like i in no way agree or endorse it but Mm -hmm. like i can understand why paris hilton would vote for trump yeah like i can totally understand that as like a fit like i don't i'm not under any like false notions of like who paris hilton is yeah no that makes sense neither is she which is why she would do something like that (laughs) and like celebrities ultimately they're all like rich people and so like when they say like the end of the day when they say like dumb rich people shit it's like oh yeah like (laughs) yeah i forgot (laughs) like you're just some guy (laughs) yeah you're just (laughs) yeah and also they're just people at the end of the day too like they're not like these paragons it's like like when people are like, like there's all this freak out over when Roe v. Wade was overturned. Like Swifties were like, oh, it was when the opinion leaked. It was when the draft opinion leaked that like ro- told us Roe v. Wade was going to get overturned. Yeah. Um, 
like Taylor Swift didn't say anything. And like I heard somebody talking about it, like when Roe v. Wade was eventually actually overturned, Taylor like put out a statement and somebody was like, oh, my God, thank goodness she finally said something. Like, did you not know how to feel before that? Like, why did she have to tell you what to think? Like, what? Yeah, like I yeah like why would you like why do you care like i like taylor swift i don't care what she thinks about politics like as long as she doesn't think yeah. anything like particularly heinous yeah or cruel because or it's hateful. also like you can't like you can't support um like you can't support like everything ever like nobody's gonna have the exact same politics as you yeah like there were questions on the quiz that becca and i don't agree with but like we're not gonna like kill each other over it and the podcast no. stopping friends but like if anything we'll hug about it yeah and we'll say babe babe love you yeah. you're so silly goofy and it's just all <laughs> this like all this freak out after freak out after freak out um yeah politics. i guess that's kind of our part of our conversation on politics i feel like as with every conversation on politics there ultimately isn't like resolution an really. end point yeah an end point <laughs> but you know it's a show of an indeterminate length, but you know. <laughs> but anything, <laughs> anything else you want to say, Becca, about politics, about our conversation here today? Um, I guess don't be scared. Yeah, don't be scared to go learn things and to mm-hmm. watch Hasanabi. <laughs> yeah, guys. Um. But yeah, I would say don't be scared to have your ideas challenged. Um, yes. Be gentle with yourself and others when talking about this kind of stuff. It's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know about something, it's okay. Yeah. Like something I've tried to do recently when I'm like talking to people, I'll just be like, if they mention something, I'll be like, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know yeah. enough about that. I would have to look into it. Have to read up. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. And yeah, just because you like disagree with people, like obviously, again, nuance. Like, if somebody is just like terrible across the board, maybe you shouldn't be like friends right. with them. But also, like, if people are like, if people like don't agree with you in some things, but agree with you in some things, and like you like each other, just let it be mm-hmm. what's going to be. And like, yeah. you know, you're not like, we get into like a lot of like, like there was a really crazy moment, like during, especially like the, George Floyd stuff um or like the kind of renewed things around like race relations and civil rights where people are like oh if your family's racist cut them off da 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 yeah and it's like that's so untenable for some people to like just cut your whole yeah. family off if they don't agree with agree your with stance your on like racial politics especially in a country where they have been taught like so many things about race relations that like aren't true or that are like propaganda mm-hmm. and like yeah it like actively takes time to like either unlearn those things and like learn a new set and like create a new system for yourself of like thinking about things mm-hmm. um but yeah don't like that's a that's like not a good way to be radical like you don't have to like turn your back on everybody burn your life, life. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly. don't like don't burn your life behind your political beliefs find a way to like you know or do it's a free country honestly yeah you're right <laughs> do what you want guys becca, becca <laughs> and i just aren't gonna <laughs> becca and i aren't gonna do that um but anyway 
I think we're going to throw it with a little break. And then we're back. Guys, I'm scared. <gasps> and we're back. Achoo. Um, achoo. Oh my god, I sneeze like I'm scared. Achoo. Achoo. Oh my god, I should have said that one. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but we are back. And guys. Yeah. Notice that Becca and I have been happier lately on the pod, maybe? Like, <laughs> no, we're not yelling as much. And because we've had a lot of comment corners. And guys, mm. Becca and I love mm. our fans, is the thing. Yeah. We love you guys to listen every week. Well, we man. know all four of you um, by name. <laughs> but once in a while, and by that I mean for the first time ever, MPJ has had a celebrity notice. Other than me, Becca, of course. Guys, long time coming. So, and this this situation is ultimately a testament to if you are annoying on the internet, things can happen for you. And I myself did not even have to be that annoying. So, mm. if you all remember, a couple weeks ago, Becca and I sat down and we gave our predictions for... 2023 mm-hmm. one of our predictions was that jack harlow and Bo and yang would be spotted holding hands it's true it's true it's true becca being the genius she is made that one of our highlights thank you for that week of the podcast and i being you know in the partnership i reposted that to my story as i want to do and I like to think of like a little contextualization whenever I post, like whenever I do a little story repost, a little behind yeah. the scene, like a little something. And so I was like, oh, I'll like at mention Bo and Yang in this, like it'll be funny. Um, And so I posted the story and I said, like, I put the thing and I was like, at Bo and Yang, can you confirm? I think I put, I think I maybe put, can you confirm Joan, which would be Bowen and Jack's ship name. Yeah, famously. And so then I'm just like, I, I just go about my business and I'm like, you know, just whatever, you know, people are going to see my Instagram story, whatever. And then I come back to Instagram later in the day and I see I have a message and I'm like, huh, what's going on? And so I go in and I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Bo and Yang replied to your story yeah 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 actually yeah guys Bo and yang has entered the mpjcu <laughs> welcome welcome um, welcome bowen we love you thank you um and so he of course replied to my story with the kind of smirking emoji and the wink emoji lovely and that is bowen yang's comment corner on enough said enough oh good literally said but literally like isn't that so crazy no like because that means he watched it yeah no also the amount of things i've tagged him in before really (laughs) yeah i'd be tagging celebrities in everything oh really yeah oh wow Um, like i love doing that just on the off chance and (sighs) babe it was a chance. We struck it was gold. a chance. We struck and actually, gold. this is 
I'm so glad you mentioned this because this was actually synchronicity of mine because mm-hmm. for whatever oh, yeah. reason, I, I knew I wanted this as a highlight, but I was uh-huh. like, Hmm, I feel like I'm going to, I need to post it on like the best day of the week. And then I was like, what day of the week did I post that I cannot be yelled at video? Uh-huh. Cause I'll just do it on that day. And I was like, my birthday was a Thursday. So it was on a Wednesday. So I mm-hmm. waited till Wednesday. And then I was like that. And I for, was having like, a feeling like what if Lil Nas X sees this uh-huh. and like replies and I was like that would be crazy posted it and then you hit me with the boom pow Bow and Yang so much uh. better actually <laughs> um, so I feel like Bow and Yang is more like recusive harder to get to on the internet than Lil Nas X because oh, Lil Nas absolutely. X is ultimately one of us and that's why we love yeah. him yeah exactly he's one of us little internet gremlins yeah he spends all his time scrolling I know it but yeah. I'm so yeah, I'm so happy and I'm so glad that I intuitively knew it. Bo and Yang, come on the podcast challenge. No, literally, honestly, that would be so crazy because Las Culturistas, which is his podcast with Matt Rogers, is like so meaningful. Probably my favorite so podcast. To us. And like is so like it was it was very formative in like us even starting this podcast. Like my part Absolutely. in it definitely at least and it inform it probably informs a lot of what we do on this podcast. And so, although there is another question I want to ask. Who is Bone Yang's co-star right now? But Ariana Grande. Oh, and Wicked. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll be so interested to see how this cast interacts with each other. I mean, I know Ariana, Cynthia, and Bowen are going to get on, like, pots in the in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That redhead guy, I don't know him. What redhead guy? Exactly. Oh, Ethan Slater. <laughs> I just proved your point so hard, Mr. SpongeBob. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Um, and then I know that Jonathan guy Bailey. Yeah, he seems like a hoot and a half, or not yeah. like a hoot, but he just seems like a nice guy. <laughs> the half. He's on Drag Race, and Emphasis I was like, oh, he's that. a nice guy. And then I found oh, out, oh, really? I I found out that like things that I think about him were true, and He's so then gay. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> which in Becca and I's lingo is, <laughs> yeah. Well, that He's was even a thing I didn't think about him because he just seems like some guy, and then I like looked it up and it's like, oh, gay, and I was like, oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> There's also somebody on that new on the Wednesday show that was that kind of narrative where like i was like oh they're cute and then turned out gay and i was like and then even crazier ready for this ready for this married (gasps) gay and married yes at the age of 28 oh my dear god this is like a lee pace situation Lee Pace, gay? No, when I found out that Lee Pace was gay, I was like, "Oh my god!" It changed what? the world. It changed, it changed the, the world, world a little bit. It changed my world in your favor and in, in your favor. In my absolutely. favor, actually. <laughs> uh, no, do you think there's any way that, like, wait, do you think there's any way that, like, Ariana Grande might know? Stop. Like, do you think he might have been like, "Oh my god, guys, look at this"? <laughs> I just got chills, and I might. <gasps> or like, or like, maybe even better. What if, like, the next day he like showed up to set and he was like. They were talking and they were like, maybe they were talking. They're like, oh my God, fans do the darndest things. And then Bones like, oh my God, yeah, they do. Do you know what I saw yesterday? These fans were speculating 
that Jack Harlow and I are going to date this year. And then they were like, oh my God, that's so funny and original. And I bet the people who came up with that are also like extremely hot and sexy. And one of them like recently yeah. got kind of a cool haircut. <laughs> and one of them actually got an interview to um, at NYU, which like not everybody gets ultimately. And so like, like that's why. <laughs> But why do I feel like that's real? No, and then Ariana would be like, "You and Jack just wouldn't work because you are too sexy, Bowen." No, yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, But anyway, that was our comment corner. That was a good comment corner, guys. Um, (laughs) That was all the comment corner. Jesus. Dear God. Um, but anyway, now we get to the point in our weeks where we do the manifesting moments and the jump scares of the week. And the jump scares come first, actually, because we want to get those out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, because a jump scare is a time in the week where we felt kind of unsafe and unsound, very different from what Taylor Swift sang about on the Hunger Games soundtrack. Um, <laughs> maybe even actually. the antithesis, I would go as far to say. Um, but Becca, mm-hmm. what do you believe that moment was for you this week? Well, so new year, new me, you know, I have been mm-hmm. making some good meals lately. Work. And I love salads. I'm a salad girl. So um, I try to make as many as possible. Mm-hmm. And I have been following these recipes from Baked by Melissa on TikTok, who okay, is work. wonderful. I love the way she finally chops everything. Um, mm. She inspires me to get better with my knife skills. But something about me is. Every time I've tried to make my own dressing, uh huh, it flops so hard. Really? And dressing is actually so integral, and it sucks that once you pour it all over a salad, that's it's like your this dressing. is kind of just how you it is now. Yeah, you can't really get it. You can't put the that. genie back in the bottle, or you can't. Even better, you can't put the dressing back in the bottle. Thank you. It's more specific, less analogy. So it kind of just depends on your personal style. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'll take both. I'll put it in my pocket. For rainy mm. day. Um, yeah, and I don't know if it's like the olive oil I have as the base of it mm. that's bad, or if it's just like me. What kind of dressing may I ask? Well, I've tried now a green goddess and I've tried um a make your own Italian. Mm-hmm. They're just not they're not coming together the way I would have expected. I had a green goddess one time and it was actually pretty good. I wonder if I still have that saved somewhere because i find but but you are right in that you kind of have to get the right oh i have a pesto vinaigrette saved because i wanted to i wanted to make an imitation ruth's pesto caesar oh and it's oh my god not found (gasps) anyway but um boy yeah pesto they put pesto vinaigrette and caesar dressing on those Mm, and sriracha if you're okay with that which i personally am because this stage of my life i like a little spice um spicy what's it spicy little flavor yeah but i've definitely made green goddess before um i just gotta keep trying i guess until like 16 yeah no i believe in you i believe in you ultimately because you're passionate yes that is one thing i am and so i used to make i used to make a really good vegan caesar that was Mm. so lovely but I need to like get back into working with that as well. Yeah, literally. Homemade dressing. 
such also ingredients are like it's like okay i'm gonna have to spend 45 dollars on ingredients yeah i have to go buy a whole fucking bottle of white wine vinegar that i'm never gonna use again literally except for this when i make it all the time yeah (laughs) no it's stupid so that's why things like hello fresh and stuff are so good because it's like you can just get the i've never done one but like i do find that to be a <laughs> a convenient thought. Yes. Um, I I've toyed with that idea, but it does freak me out because, like, what if I'm not home and then my food's out in the weather for hours? Yeah. Hours. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really actually thought about like doing it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, every time they send a code in the mail, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe this will be the month. My friend, I went to my friend's house recently and he had like 30 of those codes. And I'm like, they definitely target college students. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a key demo for them. Um, adjacent jump scare. Uh my friend Lauren it. is literally on a keto diet right now. <gasps> so she can't do anything or have she any can't fun. Do anything fun. <laughs> literally. Boo. Keto is no carbs. Yeah, which is like you're you're body does need 125 carbs a day to run your brain yeah it puts yeah. you in ketosis which is actually what i was in when i was diagnosed with diabetes and almost died okay work she was yeah. like okay now it's my turn but i was skinny i lost what 45 pounds in two weeks <laughs> is that real yeah Becca, that's like a crazy experience you went through. Like wh- how people describe <laughs> ayahuasca, like that's what I imagine you going through. Like, it was ayahuasca prolonged over it was many, like many weeks. You went through ayahuasca, but just like didn't hallucinate. Like your nightmare was like real. Yeah, I know where it was actually happening. Yeah, oh my God, forty-five photos. pounds in two weeks. Yeah, the same thing happened to Nick Jonas. Um, yeah, it was crazy. <sighs> Yeah, I was so weak. People, people come up weaker. and they're like, girl, what's your secret? Like, <laughs> girl, you look so good. No, I got told many times that I looked good. And I was like, And isn't that you. so <laughs> fucked up? <laughs> literally, I was fully You're like, dying. I'm literally on my deathbed right now. <laughs> so that's a crazy thing But to I'm say. squinty. <laughs> <laughs> no, at the, like, between the doctor and the hospital, I don't know how this happened. But when I was at the doctor, before I went to the ER... Mm. I was five pounds more. And then hours later, I was five pounds less. That's crazy. Without going to the bathroom. My oh, body was just eating god. itself. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so that is the biggest jump here of all, actually. <laughs> so, guys, really good diet tip. Um, <laughs> if you want to lose some weight, find a way to kill your pancreas. Um Yeah. Well, you could guys stop don't it actually, that, actually. The old, old um, fashioned way. All right. Okay. Yeah. No, don't. Don't. Well, happy diversity. Happy diversity. <laughs> Eat some sugar. Yeah. But so that's what's been scaring me lately, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Quinn, what has been spooky, 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 oogie to you? Well, guys, I know I talk about it on this podcast a lot. But I'd be warring with my laptop just to get an episode out every week. No, not again. Well, yeah. And I like, no. <laughs> oh my god, my 
my computer is just so damn dramatic about not having space and all this stuff. And it's like, it's confusing because it's like, like, okay. So basically what I do is like, I edit the podcast and then I'll save it for like a week because I'll want to like copy and paste like the sound drops. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I copy and paste them from week to week. So I usually have like two weeks worth of episodes on my computer, which still isn't that much. And I've like cleared out a lot of stuff on my iMovie, like a bunch of stuff I like didn't really need anymore. And just like, like, but like, and I haven't downloaded anything. I've downloaded, I'm going to get the official number. Um, Going to my finder. That's how serious I am about this. Um, Since August 22nd, which was four months ago at this point, I've downloaded one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've downloaded ten documents onto my computer mm-hmm. in four months. Documents. And my, which is a low number, especially compared yeah. to what I was pulling in college. Yeah. And my computer was still like, oh my God, we're running out of space. And it was like, it was slowly like just trickling down. Like at some point, like, I want to say like a month or two ago, I had like 20 gigabytes of space. And so I was like, oh, I'm good. And there's this weird thing where like, there's this weird setting in iMovie where like you would hit like, oh, delete render files. I don't know what that means. But if I hit it, it would clear up a bunch of space on the computer without changing anything. And so I was like, okay, this is all just fake anyway. But then that stopped working. And so I was like, okay, so what is going on? And like, it was honestly just a struggle. And then my computer did that really fun thing where it exports the episode, video and audio. And then there's actually, surprise, no video. Mm, So that's why there was mm -hmm. two separate videos this week for the podcast, because I had to go in. And this is why it was late, because I had to go in. I had to take all I took I went block by block so like a block b block c block which is what Becca and I call them on like the back end you have it's an industry term (laughs) um I I exported all of them this was the fuck of it all too I exported all of them like because I don't know what causes that and I haven't been able to find a answer on what causes the video not to export yeah is it just every time that we have a guest Yes, it's happened every time we have a guest. It also happened with the dogs who can't bark, but I think that might have been because we used a different platform to record it oh, on. Oh, right, right. But it's really weird because the times we've had one guest, it's always not worked. But the random time we had three separate guests on the podcast <laughs> that worked did not have any issues. So, like, oh my dear God, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and this I'm is so like, scared. This is why I'm at the end. Friday, I'm at the end of my rope. <laughs> i'm about to anyway i'm about to cancel the jk um so anyway i have to go through i export all the blocks all the blocks when i export them by themselves even though they're all different lengths and like different anyway mm-hmm. all the blocks don't have that issue like they all export and they have the audio and the video like normal and so then i'm like okay so what if i then put all the blocks together all the ones I know, all the files I know that are completely good, if I put them all together and then export that. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? But it was a little bit different, but it like exported a black screen. Usually when it exports, like on the Lauren Taylor episode and the Nan episode, it exported and it would just show a little like sound thing. 
This one at least had a black screen. And so I'm like, what the fuck if all the sec? Because I thought maybe it was like a corrupted clip, but then all the clips literally like. And then there's, you guys will have seen a cut for time. But when I exported that, it exported completely normally too. So it was just all this shit that I was like, oh my God, like, why isn't this working? So annoyed, actually. Like, it should be working, but it's not working. And so then it was just, yeah. And so then I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. I made I made a compromise with myself. And I, of course, consulted Miss Becca. Well, I more was like, okay, this has been two days. And now I just need to <laughs> let her know what I've come to <laughs> by myself. Um, yeah. But yeah, so. But I also Fortress. like to, but also I like to make sure a video gets out because I know that people do like watching video and mm-hmm. our ones that don't have video on YouTube don't do as well. And so mm. you count wise. And so I believe it. It was just it was just a whole thing. But little preemptive manic pixie moment that's not my actual manic pixie moment. I forget what my actual manic pixie moment is, but that's for Quinn in like five minutes problem. Yesterday I bought a new i bought a new hard drive and i exported my entire imovie library onto this here hard drive <sighs> and then i deleted it from my computer and so now this needs to be plugged in whenever i want to use old projects on my imovie but it's freed up 40 gigabytes of space on my laptop so oh my goodness good no storage problems for me for like at least two weeks probably <laughs> and hopefully by then well, Mercury is out of retrograde, so things I think should be better for you, actually, Quinn. Was Mercury in retrograde for like so long? How'd that miss? How'd I miss that? How'd that miss? <laughs> exactly. But that was the glitch I was talking about earlier in the <laughs> earlier. That was the other glitch I was talking about earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Wait. Let me check on Mercury right now. Actually, what is that crazy girl up to? It's coming out on tomorrow. Really? Yeah. That makes so much sense. See, guys, see? There's no like, such thing do as a I coincidence. Think, yeah. Do I think Mercury <laughs> being in retrograde literally caused my computer to do all that? No. Like, not 100%. But <laughs> is it an interesting way to look at it to be like, oh my God, isn't it an interesting way to just like explain because something that that's ultimately inexplicable? Because you guys just heard me explain why it is so inexplicable. Yeah. <laughs> I explain the inexplicableness and I hope you guys get that. It could just give me some solace. So let me fucking (laughs) live. Um, But that's my answer. Spooks. Spooks. We now turn to the Manifesty moments. And the Manifesty moment is just a moment where we felt like Lena Dunham and girls because we are Mm -hmm. not only the writer, but we're also the star of the show. Um, Because we ultimately write our own destiny, and then that destiny is the very Uh. thing we live out, which is kind of a beautiful thing when you think about it. Mm. Um, And so, Becca, what was that moment for you this week? So, y'all know I love my graphic design. Heard, heard, heard. Heard, 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 heard. Um, (laughs) Chipotle workers for some reason (laughs) when I order something. Heard, 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 heard. Write that down. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, no, but so this uh, every once in a while I do check uh, my work jam, which is shows what's going on in all the altars in the nation sometimes. And I, yeah, I saw a memo in um, Ulta announcements. A memorandum. 
that there was this t-shirt contest going on where oh, you can t-shirt contest <laughs> and babe already won <laughs> that's very unethical the ultimate announcement was that i won oh my god um, <laughs> you didn't even have to enter girl yeah they knew they knew um no but i a graphic design t-shirt contest it's serving like very iCarly like episode plot <laughs> graphic design <laughs> t-shirt contest. it's giving ice cream for kesha <laughs> exactly i've go through all the designs and find all those letters and then she'll come to my basement um but so i entered a design and i just love doing things on my ipad <laughs> and in also on my computer in adobe because i feel so smart when i can like make a shape and then make it like do something else so fun Literally. and exciting i had a thought the other day where i was like i should learn photoshop it's a great tool I did. Know. I did have to learn a little bit for this one class I was in in high school, but it didn't stick. But there are sometimes things I want to make for the, like show, and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't want to burn Becca with all of it. Oh. It's also sometimes I have these weird ideas where I'm like, oh, I can't like describe that to a different person. Like I have to like, <laughs> <laughs> come for me. <laughs> I have to like, I have to like play with it myself. But I'm like, you know, I get that. Anyway. I get that. And also other things in my life, but you know, this just my kind of main jam creatively. <laughs> yeah. Um, um yeah but i just love doing little tasks iPads and so are crazy. i sent in my design ipads are crazy it's yeah. true well that's what made this week a little bit exciting and fun love that and what was your exciting fun moment this week <laughs> oh um my exciting fun moment honestly okay so obviously i had a little tough weekend when it came to producing this damn podcast um and so i was just very much like and i was explaining the whole thing to my friend Corey because i was just like uh um because sometimes it's good to talk things out and like just um i'm actually really enjoying uh writing down the bones which is this writing book i'm reading and it's kind of like about writing but it also just has some useful stuff for life a little bit Mm. um and she talks about like one of the first essays is called composting and she's like if you ever get like frustrated that you feel like you're like writing the same thing a lot or like you like feel like you're talking about the same thing it's okay because you're just like processing it like because mm. I've reached that and like sometimes when I'm doing my pages and like journaling and stuff it's like I get sick of talking about the same things and I'll like write out literally I'm sick of talking about this and then mm. reading that essay was like oh that's okay. like other people do that that's fine yeah I'm just you know composting right now <laughs> you're just being so silly um, and so I was just like okay and then I was trying to be like there's another one about being specific and so trying to not just be like oh I'm just having problems with the podcast where it's like oh no let me talk like and say like okay this is happening and this is happening and this is happening and this is happening mm-hmm. um, and I was just I was verbalizing all of that and like it is it is hard sometimes creatively because like obviously we like Becca and I don't have huge platforms like this show ultimately isn't heard by like everybody ever which Mm -hmm. is fine but like it's hard when you are brought up being like oh the amount of success or like the worthiness of something is how much eyes you can get on it ultimately which I feel like is kind of like the prevailing narrative like right the more popular something is the more better or the like more legitimate it is not even like the better quality it is but anyway Mm -hmm. 
but sometimes it's like well what like all this like stress and i don't even know like what like this podcast isn't like blowing up or anything so why am i like you know investing all this time it was just like all that like all that stuff that's kind of like you know i enjoy doing this podcast a lot like don't get me wrong but Mm -hmm. you know you just have moments like with everything in your life i feel like you have moments where you're like huh you have to like right. choose to do things and then yeah in the midst of all that we got a listener letter from miss Cy iconic um or ectoplasmatic sorry Cy iconic is something uh. <laughs> um miss ectoplasmatic um who and we'll get into that next week um but it was just nice and it had a lot of nice things about the show um Mm -hmm. and how much they enjoy the show and that's just a really nice thing to hear especially because i literally like an hour before been telling my friend all this stuff about and like complaining and like because i needed the space to do that and then i get a little nice thing that's like keep going no literally literally and i get that all the time that's what fate is no literally i get all these little things like bow and yang last like getting the bow and yang notice was like a thing that's like oh keep going like yeah there, there is something and stuff and so it's just nice to have those little reminders and I felt like oh synchronicity it was it was a synchronicity um but yeah so true oh yay I'm glad you were affirmed yes um my squishmallow that... fell on my back when I said affirmed as if it was a pat on the back from spirit above and... from Mars herself and that's such a lovely sentiment to end on i literally wouldn't want to end on anything else we've said this episode except for that um and so becca where can people follow up with you and mars if they are so inclined to do so well thanks for asking they can follow me at becca where on instagram bex gloss mm-hmm. on twitter and spotify and where y'all going during world war three on tiktok they can also find me shivering in bed at night because it's just so darn cold oh my gosh yeah i have placed mm-hmm. another blanket over my regular blanket exactly blanket um, number two <sighs> well wait what since we did bring up mars what's your mars placement again remind me is it cancer yeah <gasps> that's so a crazy thing about your chart i know have you ever seen miss Nikita joy's chart no i haven't she's like all scorpios but like more so than you're all cancer wow like literally what all of her anyone placements be? are scorpio Oh my goodness. Wow. So mysterious then. Literally. <laughs> ah, well. Well, Quinn, where can the people keep up with you individually? You can keep up with me at Quimpy Murphy on Instagram and TikTok. And you can keep up with me at Quimpy Murphy underscore on Twitter. And you can find me on Mars, but my Mars is actually in Taurus. And that's my only earth placement. And it's my only non-fire and air placement. As we have discussed thoroughly on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, so true. (laughs) And Becca, where can people keep up with the show if they are so inclined? I remembered to ask that this week. Look at me. Thank you. Well, they can follow at ManicFixieJumpscare on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube where we post the podcast at length in video format. We try as long as Quinn's computer, Beverly, behaves. And Dude, My computer does not deserve a name as interesting as Beverly. I'm going to say that. Floppiana is my computer. Okay, name. okay. Floppiana. <laughs> Middle name Bev. 
Anywho. Flapiana Babs. <laughs> Flapiana, uh, what's, like a, dumb, what's like a dumbass name? Like Flapiana. Chartrude. Like not even chartreuse, but like chartreuse. Like not even a word. Chartrude. Or like radish. Like Flapiana radish. Flapiana yeah. shrub. Flapiana radish shrub is her name. Yeah, because you can barely say it. It's perfect. So funny. All righty. Um, Her name is whatever then... Elon Musk's kid is named. <laughs> e6000. <laughs> M3 gun. <laughs> if Elon Musk. I got M2 gun. Oh my then. God. That bitch is totally going to make a Megan. Oh my God. Just for just to make people. Uh, 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 I see that coming. If that's if Megan is Prediction. Megan, my computer is Mogan because the three is a zero, actually. <laughs> Mogan. Uh the three is a seven. Megan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, and also please email in at minicpussyjumpscare@gmail.com, guys. We love it when you do that. Yeah. Also tag tag your favorite celebrity in any of our highlights on TikTok or Instagram. Guys, literally, and then you can be annoying on the internet and perhaps get awarded like I was. Exactly. Like we all were, actually. (laughs) This whole community. Let's say it. Yeah. Well. We're Quinn. We're Quinn. And And we're we're Becca. Becca. And And thank you for listening. Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.